0: This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment. Today is Sunday, August 8th, 2021. And in this episode, I am going to be going over a pamphlet that has a few different articles in it. Um, This pamphlet deals with science, religion, and the search for meaning. So before I get into this, um, just know that. I've actually wanted to talk about this pamphlet for a long time. I defined where in my room it actually was, but I found it in my room so that I could talk to you about it. So let's get into this. And I think I'm going to title this one, Making the Most with Our Time on Earth. But again, if I, if I talk about similar type of things in the future, I might have to come up with other titles since Making the Most with Our Time on Earth will be a title I've already used. But anyway, Let's get into this pamphlet. So it says from Rene Descar- Descartes, F- Rene Descartes, Rene Descartes, fifteen ninety six to sixteen fifty. If if you would be a real seeker after truth, it is necessary that at least once in your life you doubt, as far as possible, all things. This next one is from Robert, this next one is from Albert Einstein who of course was born 18, 1879 to 1955. There are only two ways to live your life. One as is is as one is as, as though nothing is a miracle, the other as if everything is. All right, and this is about this article stuff is from Great Partnership, Science, Religion and the Search for Meaning, Jonathan Sachs. Goes in two stories. The first, in the beginning, some 13.7 billion years ago, there was an unimaginably vast explosion of energy of which the universe emerged for no reason whatsoever. In the course of time, stars coalesced, then planets. Then 4.54 billion years ago, one particular planet... ...capable of supporting life. 700 million years later... 700 million... 700 million years later... ...inanimate matter became a- animate. Cells began to reproduce... Cells began to reproduce. Reproduction... Oh, that's another thing. Reproduction. I think I'm going to talk about reproduction in a future episode. Life forms begin to appear... First, simple... ...then of ever increasingly... Com- com- ...complexity... Some of these survived, others disappeared. Eventually, a life form came into into being capable, capable, capable of complex patterns of speech. Among them, the future tense and the ability to ask questions. For the time... For the first time, something in the universe became capable of knowing that the universe existed, that it might not have done, and of asking, "Why is it here? Why are we here?" All right, I'm going to skip the rest of that paragraph there. Uh, but if all were accident, blind, by chance, let me. I'll drop down to the last paragraph there on this first part of it, section. Um. Humans write novels, compose symphonies, help those in need, and pray. And this is all a deli- delicately woven tapestry of illusion, of illusions. People might imagine themselves as if on a stage under the watchful eye of infinity, infinity. But there is no one watching. There is no one to watch. There is no self-conscious life anywhere else, either within the universe or beyond. There is nothing beyond sheer random abstinence. Hapstance? Humans are no more insignificant and less successful as adapting to their environment than the ants. They they came, they will go, and it will be as if they had never been. Why are we here? We just are. That was the first stuff about... The big bang there now the second the second says the second the universe was called into being by one outside the universe fascinated by being and with that desire to bring to bring things into being that we all that we being into being that we call love he brought many universe into being some exploded into being then collapsed Others continued to grow so fast that nothing coalesced into stable consecrations of matter. One, however, so closely fitted the parameters that stats and planets did form. The one waited to see what would happen next. Eventually life formed and evolved until one creature emerged capable of communication. The one sent messages to this creature. At first, no one noticed. Thousands of years passed, during which the, cre- the creatures invented tools, hunted, de- developed agriculture, and eventually built cities and constructed cultures. They told all sorts of stories to explain why, th- why they were here, fanciful stories to be sure fancyful stories and for that and for this was the childhood of civilization but eventually one man abraham a shepherd far away from the n- noise of the city listened to the s- to the silence for long enough Intently enough intensely enough to discern a message the message the one heard the one Gonna skip this next paragraph. All right, next paragraph here. It is said that every human being had with had within had within him or her a trace of the one who created the universe backspace, back there was uh, Abraham's children, also known as the Israelites, into a covenant nation under the sovereignty of God. Eventually, it changed the world. Okay. Like the one, human beings could could speak, think, and communicate. Like the one, human beings would voice oh, sec. Yeah, like the one human beings could speak, think, and communicate, they could imagine a a world not present to the senses, entertain different scenarios for the future and choose between them, they could change their environment, they could change their environment because they could change themselves, they could show that history is not destined to be an endless replay of the victory of the strong over the weak. They could construct a society built on respect for human dignity, equality, and freedom. And though they failed time and again, the prophets who came after Moses never gave up the vision or the hope. The vision or the hope. Somehow they sensed that something of larger consequence was at stake. I'm gonna skip the rest of these paragraphs here. Uh, breath of life, breath, breathing God. I have yada 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 blah blah bla blah bla blah yada yada. Alright, this last few paragraphs here explain the two stories of Big Bang versus the uh Abraham Moses stuff. Um here we go. Okay, so two rival views, each coherent and consistent, each simplified to be sure, but marking, marking out the great choice. The two framing visions of the human situation. One asserts that life is meaningless. The other claims that life is meaningful. The facts are, the facts are the same on both scenarios. So is the science that explains the facts. But the world is experienced differently by those who tell the first narrative and to those who tell the second. We can imagine them arguing, the first to the second. What hubris is to imagine that there is a being for whom we matter? The second says to the first, what hubris it is that we would see? and prove that there all is. The first says to the second, what a basement is to believe that there is some, someone else who tells us what to do. The second says to the first, what a basement to believe that is given to tragic, destructive history of humankind. We know best what is best for the world. I never understood why it should be... I never understood why it should be considered more... Courageously to, to despair, then to hope. Freud said that religious faith was the comforting illusion that there is a father figure. A religious believer, a, religi- a religious believer might say that atheism is the comforting illusion that there is no father figure, so that we can do what we like and get away with it. An adolescent's dream. Why should one be considered escapist and not the other? Why should God's call to responsibility be considered an easy option? Why should the belief held by some on the basis of scientific determinism, that we have no free will and there is no moral responsibility not to be considered the greatest escapism of them all? There is absolutely nothing in science, not in cosmology, or evolutionary biology or neuroscience to suggest that the universe is bereft of meaning. Nor could there be such the search for meaning that that nothing to do with science and everything to do with religion. We now need to see why. I think what both of these things are trying to say is that in this world, both science and religion both have things that can still work out, even though they seem like two different kinds of things. On to the next article on page three, top of page three. I maintain that the human mystery is incredibly demeaned by scientific reductionalism. With its claim in prosperity materialism to account eventually for all of the spiritual world in terms of patterns of neuronical neuronical activity. The belief must be classed as a superstition. superstition. We have to recognize that we are spiritual beings with souls existing in a spiritual world as well as material beings with bodies and brains existing in a material world. Sir John C. Ellis, 1903-1997. to So as I'm calling this, making the most with our time on earth, let's discuss... From this Maurice La- now from Maurice Lamb, the meaning of death. What is death? Is it merely the cessation of the biological function of the living? Is it but the tragedy to end all tra- other tragedies? Is it the disappearance of the soul? The end of consciousness? The evaporation of personality, this the dis- disintegration of the body into its elemental components—is it, and beyond which there is an only black void, or is there a significance, some deep and abiding meaning to death, one that transcends our puny ability to understand? With all of modern man's sophistication, his brill- brilliant technological achievements. The immense progress of his science, his discovery of new worlds of thought, has not come into the iota closer to grasping the meaning of death than did his ancestral ancestors. Philosophers and poets have probed the ideal of immortality, but stubbornly death remains, as always, the great paradox of life. In pe- practice, however, we must realize that what death means to the individual depends very much on what life means to him. If life is a stage, and we are the mirror, and we are the poor, and we are the poor players who strut and fret our hour upon the stage, and there are heard, and they are and then are heard no more, if life. Is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. If life is an inconsequential drama, a purposeless amusement, then death is only the heavy curtain that falls on the final act. It sounds as its hollow thud, La Camita. It's finata, the comedy is finished, and we are no more. Death has no significance because life itself has has no lasting meaning. I'm gonna skip that paragraph. I'm gonna skip that paragraph. If life is altogether absurd, with man bound and chained by interpersonal fate or iron-bound circumstances, where he never is able where he is never able to retrieve to achieve the real freedom, and only dread and anguish prevail, then death is the welcome release from the chains of despair. The puppet is returned to the box, the string is severed, the strain is no more. But if life is the creation of a benevolent God, the infusion of the div- divine breath, if man is not only higher than the animals, but also a little lower than the angels, if he has a soul as well as a body, if his relationship is not only the lit of the man in nature, then I thou love creature with creator. And if he tempers his passions with the moral commands of an eternal transcendent God then death is a return to the creator at the time of death set by the creator and life after death the only way of a just and merciful and ethical God if life has any significance it is not mere abstinence, abstinence, then man knows that some day his body will be replaced even as his soul unifies with eternal God in immortality, man finds fulfillment of all his dreams. In this religious framework, the sages equated ed- e- this world with an anteroom to a great palace. The glorious rel- realism of... Of the future. For a truly religious personality. Death has profound meaning. Because for him. Life is a tale told by a saint. Not an idiot. It is indeed. Full of sound and fury. And that sometimes signifies. But often bears eloquent. Testimony to the divine power. That has created and sustained him. The rabbis say. High Alma Kbei he k Alma Damya, which this this world may be compared to a wedding. At a wedding, two souls are united. In that relationship, they bear the seed of the future. Ultimately, the partners to the wedding die, but the seed of life grows on and death is conquered. The seed of the future carries to carries the germ of the past. This world is like a wedding. Death has death has meaning if life has meaning. If one is not able to live, will he be able to die? Let's now jump to page four, where we're going to talk by a man, a rabbi man who has lots of written lots of books and has lots of good information. Mr. Rabbi, Rabbi, Mr. Arya Kaplan. Number one, the real you. Look at your hand. What do you see? A part of your body? An appendage made of bone and sinew covered with flesh and, with, and skin? It is filled with nerves, blood vessels, and lymph ducts, ducts which run through and it's connected to your body, making it part of you. You can open and close your hand. As I'm opening and closing my hand now. It obeys your command that your mind sends to it. It is yours, a part of you. But what are you? Who is the real you? What happens when you tell your hand to open and close? How does your mind will it to obey its commands? Now point a finger at yourself. As I'm doing now, if you are an average person, you will point a finger at your chest. You think of yourself as as your body. But is your body the real you? Not too long ago, a person would consider his own body as an integral part of himself. You were your body and your body was you. Body was you. But there is no longer, this is no longer the case. Scientific progress has changed the entire concept of human personality and identity. Then it goes into talking about heart heart transplants and the heart beating. And um, researchers are predicting that within the next decade or two, brain transplants may be possible. This will force us to completely, completely reality, reality, completely real re-evaluate, evaluate the concept of human personality. Imagine that you, imagine what it would be like to go under, undergo a brain transplant. Then it talks about the brain there. Then it says, "Who is the new man? We have an old brain with us with all its memories, personality traits and behavior patterns. But it has a brand new body, and then talks more about the body and the young and the full of energy. Then it talks about the science of cybernetics, has discovered many similarities between computers and the human brain. Human transfers, blah 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 blah, blah 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 blah, yada, 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 blah 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 blah, yada, 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 blah. Computer technology in the brain, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, memory transfer. But if this is true, it offers to a tremendous new insight into our orig- original question who is the real you? The real you is not your body or brain, but the information contained in your brain, your memories, personality traits, and thought patterns. The philosophical. Kabbalists write that the spiritual world is a realm whose substance is information. In an, in an arena where information can, intera- can interact without being attached to dependence on matter, thus, an angel, for example, can interact with another angel even though they have no connection with anything material. Angels can also interact with material objects, such as such a spiritual world would be what world would also be able to interact with the information comprising the human persona what happens when a person dies we know that the body ceases to function the brain becomes inert and the physical man is dead but what happens to the real you the human personality What happens to all this information, the memories, thought patterns, and personality traits? When a book is burned, its contents are no longer available. When a book is burned, its content. When a book is burned, its contents... I already said that line. When a computer is smashed, the information within it is also destroyed. Does the same thing happen when a man dies? Is the mind and personality (laughs) (laughs) irretrievably lost? And that was all there. That page was all from Arya Kaplan. But now we move now to the soul from Rabbi Levi Mier, Ph.D. Rabbi Levi Mier, Ph.D. The soul. The soul is exclusive and almost impossible to describe. Perhaps it is not so surprising that in many languages, including Greek including Greek, languages including Greek, Latin, and Hebrew, the word for soul is identical with the word for breath. For example, in Greek, psych refers to breath and soul. In Latin, a-n-i-m-a, amia, amia, I cannot pronounce that, is used for both. In Hebrew, the words for to breathe and soul share the same root. And SP dash sb dash M, N S B M. breathing is the most constant continuous aspect of our lives it is crucial to our being alive how we breathe is linked to our well-being some people meditate while focusing on each breath this is a useful way to relax and center the mind and spirit even in the midst of excruciating pain, breathing exercises can actually bring a sense of temporary temporary relief, reprieve and relief. It is hard to grasp an exclusive concept like the soul. For me, it is the easiest to think of it as the divine spirit of life or the eternal dimension of humanity. All right, I'm going to skip those paragraphs and all those paragraphs there. Then it was something said by William Shakespeare, Hamlet 1. All right, let's see what these quotes are on the bottom of the page before I give some uh, more thoughts about how we should make our most of the time on Earth we have. By the sweat of your brow shall you you eat bread until you return to the ground from which you were taken. For you are dust, and to dust shall you return." Before the silver cord snaps, and the golden bow is shattered, and the pitcher is broken at the forest, and the wheel is smashed at the pit. Thus the dust returns to the ground, as it was, and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Futility of futilities, said Kohelet, all is futile. Then it talks from John Holmes, John Haynes Holmes about uh, conviction of immortality. Uh, it's a lot of paragraph there. Ooh. Very deep. What his paragraphs all about? Then it moves to another deep guy after John Haynes Holmes, who is the rabbi of um uh, sometime uh, a few hundred years ago, Moshe Chaim. Lizato. Much of what I tried to read from Moshe Chaim Lazato really goes over my head um, in his books. But let me just read the paragraph from him that it says here, from Moshe Cha- Chaim Lazato. And in truth, no reasoning being can believe that the purpose of man's creation relates to his station to his station in this world. For what is a man's life in this world? Who is truly happy and content in this world? The days of our life are seventy years, and if exceedingly victorious eighty years, and their persistence is but labor and foolishness. Psalms ninety ten How many different kinds of suffering, and sicknesses, and pains, and burdens, after all this, death! Not one is a thousand to be found, to whom the world has yielded a surbundance of gratifications and true contentment, and even such one, though he attained to the age of one hundred years passes and vanishes from this from the world. Furthermore, if a man has been created solely for the sake of this world, he would have no need of, of being inspired with a soul so precious and exalted as to be greater than the angels angels themselves. Especially so that it, it, it that, especially so that it derives no satisfaction whatsoever from all of the pleasures of this world. And then an Adi Cohen in the Enigma of the Human Soul talks about uh, clinical death or near-death experiences and investigations of the near-death experience, stages of a near-death experience, Ah, it's a bit more from Aria Kaplan. Aria Kaplan also says, By the way, this pamphlet was getting at a workshop or a class about, you know, burying people and stuff. Well, at least the Jewish point of view. So in the Jewish, uh, in the Jewish halakha, Jewish law, the Jewish dead get buried as soon as possible not waiting around like the, like the Gentile Goyim wait forever to bury. We, we bury as soon as possible and it has to be underground. Cremation is forbidden. Ariel Kaplan also says, there is another dimension of immortality discussed in the Talmud. It asks, do the dead know what happened in the world of the living? After an evolved discussion, the Talmud concludes that they do have this awareness. The Talmud conclude. Oh, I'm sorry. After an evolved discussion, the Talmud concludes that they do-, they do have this awareness. The Kabbalistic philo- philosophers. Philosophicers- I cannot pronounce that word. Excuse me. Explain that the soul achieves a degree of unity with God and the source of all knowledge and therefore also partakes of his omnipotence. When a man dies, he enters a new world of awareness. He exists as a, as a disembodied soul and yet is aware of what is happening in the physical world. Gradually, he yearns, he, he learns, not yearns, gradually he learns to focus on any physical events he wishes. At first, this is a frightening experience. You know that you are dead. You can see that your body is lying there with your friends and relatives standing around crying over you. We are taught that immediately, after death, the soul is in a great state of confusion. We are now on the last page of this pamphlet, page 10. The last page, page 10, talks about for also from Rabbi Levi Meir, PhD, Finality and Making Peace with Death. I will read about Finality and Making Peace with Death and then get some the talks about our current state of life now in the 21st century on how we should make the, make the most with our time on earth. And in a future episode, I will also talk about the title concept of Legacy, 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 Legacy. But first, the last page of the pamphlet. This is from, again, this is from Rabbi Levi Mier Ph.D. Finale, finality. I hope I can help lessen your fear by showing you that death is not the end. It is just another stage of life. One which we can prepare for. Just for, we can prepare for any other occasion. Most people cope with their mortality by thinking that death is something that comes suddenly and unexpectedly. Perhaps the most significant part of understanding death is that the process of dying starts at the very beginning of life. Death accompanies life from the very moment of conception. No scientific discovery can change that basic fact. Life and death accompany each other Physical death occurs. I'll ta- I'll ta- ultimately, viewing death as a lifelong compa- companion, even a friend, endows life with meaning. Naturally, there is a delicate balance between being aware of our mortality, which is healthy, and being preoccupied with mortality, mortality, which can be immobilizing. If we can accept death as our natu- comp- natural companion, then when it appears, its presence will seem natural, just one more stage of a meaningful life. Each of us experiences many types of birth and death throughout our lives. In addition to our physical birth, we participate in the birth of relationships, including marriage. But watch out for marriage in the 2020s, gentlemen. We give birth to dreams, as well as to children. We give birth to ideas, some of which we, can, we act on, and some of which just fade away. And finally, in the course of our physical death, we give birth to ourselves anew to a spiritual, non-physical entity that is impossible to describe or comprehend. And now the last title of this pamphlet and pages, Making Peace with Death. Each of us can spend a lifetime trying to make peace with our mortality, treating us in this way. Treating death in this way can remind us how to enjoy life. We can let the reality of death serve as a constant, gentle reminder about what is truly significant and what is inconsequential. Some people are able to live in harmony with the valley of the shadow of death. Psalm 23. One of them is an extraordinary young woman named Betsy, who went okay. The heart surgery, blah 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 blah, resuscitation, blah 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 blah, yada 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 blah blah, acceptance, blah 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 blah, and now for her the ability to make people, and for her love and the ability to make people laugh, yes, to make people laugh and enjoy life. Not everyone will have a near-death experience, but we all can learn from those who have traveled to that place and returned. uh, Death gently reminds us that life is not a rehearsal. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break from that whole big pamphlet. And I will give my concluding thoughts about how we should make the most with our time on Earth. I want to talk about Anchor.fm podcasting and why everyone should be a new podcaster if you pot a new podcaster if you haven't heard about anchor.fm podcasting it is the easiest way to make a podcast it is 100 percent free there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your mobile cell phone or computer anchor.fm podcasting will distribute your podcast for you so that you can be heard on all of the other platforms such as Spotify Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast. All in one, easy to find place to work everything out, compatibly together, connected. Download the free Anchor.fm application on your iOS, Apple smartphone, or your Android, or go to Anchor.fm to get started. And we're back from the commercial break. So I thought this pamphlet would be a good way to start to ex- try to explain the thoughts of making the most of our time on this earth. Here's what I have as, as my original... No, not so original, but ideas going through the... Tw- I can't say through the being born in the 80s and the 20th century and now all leading up to all the 21st century. As, we, as life is very short and... Um, Life is very unpredictable. I, I'm guilty, as many many other people, pre-internet, before the internet, to watch hours and hours and days and days and days and hours and days and hours and days and hours and days and hours hours of television. I have watched so much television. My dad calls it the idiot box. I and many, many of us have wasted so many hours on television instead of, being with family and friends and learning and books and dancing and, and just enjoying and loving life with people and all the good things to go places. So so many hours have been wasted watching television from the 80s and 90s. And now the Internet is like the Internet, the World Wide Web. www.com.net.org. The internet now after television is also can waste people so much time. We are sucked into the internet but also want to try to live offline in the real world. Making the most with our time on earth is to spend time with family and friends as much as possible and try to limit our act uh, try to limit our usage of the internet of television and the internet and anything that makes life wasted in the precious time we have. Not so original, but yes, TV's in any box. Internet is the new wasted time of things. But uh, yeah, I, I have to say, of this pamphlet, I would like to say, if you haven't already heard... If you haven't already heard who Aria Kaplan is, he also talks um, about, he also, while he was alive, talked about aliens or UFOs, aliens and UFOs. So if you want to hear what his thoughts and opinions are about aliens and UFOs. That's one of many things he talks about. I highly recommend you checking out Arya Kaplan. But yeah, Back to Earth 20th and 21st century. In regards to making our most time on Earth, making... And this is just one title. I may do future episodes with similar informa- similar content, but different titles. But yeah, I will have future episodes. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know exactly when. But I will be doing future episodes about... About the... Uh, The concept thoughts of legacy or what legacy means to me in my life. It's legacy, legacy is going to be a good episode. I can, I can feel it. I can feel it already. Legacy, I can't wait to get to. Um... Any remaining thoughts I have? Yeah, the pamphlet was gotten during uh, the thing, learning about the uh, the cemetery, or at least the Jewish view of that. Um, yes, yeah, so we, we get we bury our Jewish people as soon as possible, not with the Goyim uh, Gentiles, sometimes taking long afterwards. You're buried like as soon as possible, a day or two right after, and we are put underneath the ground and not um, cremated at all. Um, and it's really unfortunate how many people that are, who are there, it's really unfortunate how many born Jews, um, have tattoos. Um, I never understood tattoos, but to each their own for everybody. Um, to their own about tattoos and drinking and all that smoking stuff. I, drinking doesn't do anything for me. Um, but anyway, um... All right. I'm about to reach 40 minutes in soon. We're at the 39 minute mark. So let me just try to think, at least with this pamphlet and my own personal thoughts, what I'm trying to wrap up and say about making the most with our time on Earth. All right. Like I said, reading is, reading is good. Spending time with family and friends is good going out in nature, going outside, traveling places, listening to music, listening to positive, uplifting, be up, upwards, good energy music, not the, no, no sad music, no sad music, just positive, uplifting, good spirits up music. Um, try to stay away from the TV and the internet as much as possible, go out and do things, live life, be with people, live in love, uh, Try to limit the movies, also, because the movies also are a lot of nonsense with Hollywood's nonsense, fake news of Hollywood fake. Um, I think I think that about I think that about uh, encaptures encaptures it from now. But yes, yeah, so I'll do a future episode. I, like I said, I don't know I don't know when, but when I feel ready, I'll do an episode about legacy, legacy, legacy. Um, what else to look forward to with the rest of my podcasts? Um, I'm going to continue my Back to the Future discussions with whoever's seen the movie Back to the Future. I'm going to get more um, women, more females involved as co-hosts. Hopefully part-time and full-time co-hosts past more than a few times or two. So we get more uh, female co-hosts to be part of it, part of the show. Um, Also going to have females I'm singing with, with duets. And on my own self right now, I'm going to follow up these two verbal... Talky long content videos of self-fulfilling prophecy and making the most of our time on Earth with three little songs that will take a lot less time to record than the big talky content ones. Um, but yeah, Back to the Future, females as co-hosts. Oh, and at the end of at the end of September and beginning of October. A- 2021, end of end of September and beginning of October I will have 8 episodes for you, that's right, at least 8 episodes of James Bond content to lead us up to finally, fingers crossed James Bond 25 No Time to Die to officially come out in October of 2021 with 8 back to back, day by day, James Bond content, 8 episodes regarding to things about James Bond 007 And hopefully, Top Gun 2 Maverick is still coming out in November. And that means Mission Impossible 7, fingers crossed, in the spring-summer of 2022. So, of course, support your MC movie theaters if there's any movies you want to see. And always remember, life is worth living... And death has meaning as well as according to this pamphlet. All good things in time, all good things in time, all good things in time. The best is yet to come, the best is yet to come, the best is yet to come, the best is yet to come. The best of everything is all, it's gonna come and it's gonna be incredible, terrific, fantastic, huge awesome and dare I say legendary legendary and all, all types of other adjectives along those same ones that can say those same things because I'm not so good with adjectives but I like them a lot so thank you, thank you if you've made it this far and with that said I'm going to close out here and get right into those songs so thank you Thanks for all the support. Like, comment, subscribe, share. Like, comment, subscribe, like, comment, subscribe, share on my YouTube channel. And listen to all my podcasts. And I will see you all in the next one. Take care of each other. Be kind and excellent to one another. Thank you. And everybody dance and have a good time. One more time. Everybody dance and have a good time. This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment. L.L.C. Signing out.